keys aren't working on the piano that's why we brought this one in wednesday night because some of them keys quit working on her again there so <laughs> praise the lord we'll get that fixed lord will as soon as we can but the lord sure is good to us he's merciful to us but are you living for the lord because if you're not living for jesus it makes no difference what you're going to accomplish in this life it's not going to amount to anything if you're not living for him and uh, i've asked my dad to preach for us and he's had this message on his heart for some time 
And uh, so for such a time as this, we have this message, and it's going to kind of be an unusual message maybe for New Year's, but it's of the Lord. And I really believe it's a needed message. I'm just going to give you a few statistics here before he comes up and to preach for us. But New Year's Day has the most alcohol-related injuries and accidents. It's New Year's Day, mostly in the early parts of the day there, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning. Half of all fatal crashes on January the 1st is related to alcohol. 39% of men and 24% of women on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, drink more than four drinks apiece in that time frame, and they say these numbers are going up. The top five states that consume the most alcohol on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day is Illinois, California, New York, New Jersey, Virginia, and Pennsylvania. So what does the Bible have to say about drinking alcoholic beverages? I think that's a good thing to know. And I read a survey this morning about Christians and what they thought of that. What What did they think about drinking alcoholic beverages And I was kind of shocked to see what it says, but it said that 54% of Christians across the board, that's across the board, feel that it's okay to drink alcoholic beverages. Well, what does the Bible have to say? What does God have to say about it? Because if you see a split right down the middle, some are saying you can't, it's not good. Some are saying it's all right. Well, God's not the author of confusion. The answer is in the Word of God. And uh, my dad's been working on this for some time now, and uh, so I'm going to ask him to come on up and preach for us this morning on that subject. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, This is not our home. We're just passing through. Um, The Lord picked up a, a couple with a a small child in the, in the 70s, and uh, after Bible college and a little bit of deputation, he, he placed us in the country of France. And you may wonder why this, this message that, it, that I'm going to try to present on alcohol today, a bit the biblical view. Um, I, was, I was asked, once, once our landlord began to take us to visit his friends, and most of his, rent, his friends were of a certain age. He says, now don't tell them that you're a preacher. He called me a priest then. He was a saved man. He was, he is a saved, he was, he is a saved man. Maybe with the Lord right now as far as I know. But he was saying, now don't tell them you're a preacher because they think you've come to give last rites. And now if you're not Catholic, you may not understand that. But, uh, or if you've never been taught in the Catholic faith. But um, while we were in France... France and Russia flipped, flipped places about every other year for the most alcoholic nation in the world. Now, that was in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. I don't know if today I think France is in the fifth or sixth spot. Um, but I also know that alcoholism in France was not just with the average Joe on the, on the street or the Catholic priest, large majority, if not all, because of the amount of wine that they drink, 
all go to a detox within four or five years of the beginning of that their ministry. And no more than ten. And they all go several times in their lifetime. That was in France. Now, I, I can't speak for the United States, but in France while we were there. And that's, that may be one of the reasons that, that and uh, preaching against the, or preaching the Bible view of, uh, of alcoholic beverages, it wasn't well received <laughs> in France. I had people leave the church that were members because of it. Um, they, um, I brought them through uh, gifts and all kinds of, all, all, all the doctrines, teachings, the word of God as much as possible. But when it came to alcohol, they had problems. You see, they don't have a, and the Bible says that the, with every spiritual problem, it's a problem of the heart. Okay? It's a problem of the heart. When you want, when the heart, I, I, I once thought that you could teach Christian anything. I really thought that. Naive. I actually thought you could take, because they're, they're capable of learning all Bible doctrines and, and, and spiritual things, but I actually, um, I found that that's, that's not the case, because they too, we, I want to read in Jeremiah, here's the reason for that, if you don't understand with that, I'll give a part of that, part of that reason. In Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse number 9 and 10, I'll start there. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. It's deceitful above all things. Um, Do you know how Job, what God said of Job in the beginning of the book of Job? Ah, he was upright, he eschewed evil and all these things. You know what Job said about himself later on in the book? I abhor, I abhor myself. There's a reason for that. Job finally got a hold of this, this truth that we have in our, in our reading today. Um, our heart is, de, is deceitful above all things. We have the Holy Spirit that lives within us. We have an anointing of the Holy Spirit. Uh, he he will he's the guarantee that we go to heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. When we Amen. take our last breath here, we are ushered into the presence of our Lord and Savior. Right. Amen. Um, he's the guarantee of all of that. Amen. But the old man has not been eradicated. Right, right. Okay. We still have a deceitful heart, and it's deceitful above all things. Right. We heard the word in our Sunday school lesson. The word seduce comes from the same. Basic meanings to to lead away, um, deceive. Um, in our reading also this morning from Isaiah, if if you weren't able to be here during our our Sunday school, missed a good, absolutely great uh, uh, Sunday school. The Bible t- uh, being taught, Amen. and he taught he read, read from chapter four and. And I'm taking from chapter 5. This is another reason the Lord put this on my heart. I have more. And I'm trying to get through this little introduction. Um, in chapter 5, there's six woes presented, warnings, things, things to come, 
that aren't good because of sin. Verse 11 says, Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they may follow strong drink, that continue until night, till wine inflame them. And I'm going to drop down to verse number 14. It said, Our, an, alco an alcoholic, because of the, the drug mine and, and all that goes with that, the Bible, verse 14 says, Therefore hell hath enlarged itself, or herself, and opened her mouth without measure. It's a pretty good reason to preach on, to give the Bible biblical view of alcoholic beverages. Um, we go out door knocking. Most of the time, at least twice, three what times a week, most, most every week, not every week, but most every week here at the church. And we talk to folks. And not, normally we don't talk to them about alcohol unless we maybe smell a little in the air. But uh, God help us to be able to present God's word about a, such a terrible drug is alcoholic beverages. In the Bible, we're going to go to Proverbs right now, Proverbs chapter 20. You probably, you didn't doubt that, no doubt. In verse number 1, It says wine is a mocker. The word mocker means that it's something you it'll twist your thoughts and tongue. It's a mocker. It twists things. Uh, it's a it's a it's a mocker. We're gonna we're gonna find out. We're gonna look at some of God's plans for this beverage, for alcoholic beverage. But wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging, and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. Uh, may I say, if you've ever partaken of an alcoholic beverage, you're not wiser because you did. Um, and I thank God that I did partake. I couldn't stand it, whatever it was. Um, uh, so I left it alone. And then my mother would pray for me all night long. Amen. Amen. And I praise the Lord for that. But uh, wine is a mocker. And again, I'll say it twists your thoughts. It twists your tongue. Right. It mocker is a thinking. It's like going to a, a foreign country and trying to learn a foreign language and you, you get tongue-tied. But your thoughts get tongue-tied also. And it's a mocker. And then strong drink is raging. Whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. Hosea chapter 4 verse 11 says, Whoredom and wine and new wine. Take away the heart. Uh, new wine normally is just grape juice. It's just been pressed. But here, the fermentation has begun. Someone is, someone is making it so it can be, no doubt, used as wine. But in Hosea chapter 4, verse 11, the new wine is, is fermented already. Um, the, this, this text is talking about, it's not talking about quantity, 
Now, I preach these things in France, so you can remember, you can imagine. It's not talking about quantity. It's not talking about quality. You've heard of good wine and bad wine and all in between wines. I once knew a man. I didn't know him personally, but I saw the man. He was an alcoholic. And once a person gets so low, I didn't know there was alcohol in liquid shoe polish. But there is, or there was. When you get, when the alcohol has that much pull and tear at your heart, your mind, your body, and you can drink liquid shoe polish to have that little bit of alcohol that's in there. Uh, I remember when we have cough syrups, right? I'm 77 years old, so I've got, I still have a little memory left. Um, but... Um, and cough syrups had a certain amount of alcohol, cough suppressant. Um, but the Bible says it's a deceiver. It twists the thoughts. It twists your tongue. It twists your thoughts. If you can't, you'll get to the point you cannot reason very well. And then you can't become wise. Hallelujah. We were in France, and I began to tell the story of my landlord. He would take me, when, he, when I finally learned enough French language, to, to, he could take me and visit some of his friends. And uh, we would, um, I would be offered, to, when we first walk in, you go into a European home, you're going to get offered something to eat or drink. It's almost absolute. Um, uh, but they would offer wine or, or something stronger. And I would have to say, you know, in French, je ne bois pas cela. And, um, you know, you have, to, you have to just get things said clearly. But um, uh, they said, well, uh, what about a whiskey or what about this, that, and the other? And then I said, they said, what about coffee? And I didn't drink coffee at the time. Um, so I learned to drink coffee in France. And the, the kind that you, your spoons would stand up by itself in the cup. But um, it's a deceiver. It's a deceiver. Our heart is already a deceiver. Our heart is desperately wicked. So the fact that we can be deceived is is not something abnormal. God himself has to put his hand and control our lives. And he does that with his word, hallelujah, and his Holy Spirit that lives within us if we're saved. I'm going to go to another passage in Genesis, chapter 9, verse 20 and 21. Noah and family have just gone through the, the deluge, the flood. And one of the first things he does upon leaving the ark is to plant a vineyard. When I read this, you have to think, you plant a vineyard, you're not going to have grapes for just, you know, a year or two, pretty much. Sure. There was a strong desire, and I don't know why. I don't know his prior life. I don't know. God doesn't mention it except he was a preacher of righteousness. We understand. We know that. But there's been a lot of good men in, in past, in years past, um, we go back to the 1800s, most of them, most of our men that we say we, we appreciate, they all had hair a little bit longer than any of us have today. Um, 
And I got a feeling a lot of them drank, just a little. Um, but it says, Noah began to be an husbandman, and he planted a vineyard, and he drank the wine and was drunken and was uncovered within this tent, within this, his tent. That strong desire led to an undesirable ending. Now I'm talking about drinking alcohol, an alcoholic beverage. His strong desire for an alcoholic beverage led to undesirable ending. Ask Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ask Ham, the Canaan and Cana. Um, cursed because of it. Um, the Bible says that our heart is, is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. As a saved man, a preacher of righteousness, and he comes out with the desire of a deceived heart, thinking all might come out well. Remember, there's no wisdom in drinking of alcoholic beverages. None. Um, and then that was a foolish, strong desire that led to a very undesirable ending with his boys, with one of them, yeah. and descendants. I'd like to go to another passage. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 29. 20, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 29. See, God had a plan. When God's plan is followed, we're going to look at that in a moment. There's a plan for it. God's plan. Um, and I'm not going to go to every verse. It's like our brother said this morning. They don't have, we don't have time to go through an entire Bible to, to bring out every, everything we'd like at one time. Um, but in Proverbs 23, verse 29, the Bible says, and we're going to read down through verse 33. Who hath woe, who hath sorrow, who hath contentions, who hath babblings, remember, a mocker, twisted tongue, twisted thoughts, who hath babblings, they that tarry long at the wine, they that go to seek mixed wine, look not, look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth his color in the cup, and when it moveth itself to write, aright, at the last it biteth like a serpent, and stingeth like an adder. And here's some more consequences of it. Thine eyes shall behold strange women, and thine heart shall utter perverse things. Our heart is already deceitful above all things. It's already... Um, um, uh, with, without any doubt desperately wicked yeah. you know one day we get away from this yes. that day is coming hallelujah Amen, but you know what if, we'll st if we can stick to God's plan right. we won't have to go through any of this mess Amen. any of the alcoholic beverages that uh, Isaiah 28 verse number 7 We'll read that while we're in Isaiah. Well, I'm in Proverbs right now. 
Isaiah 28, verse number 7. But they also have erred through wine and strong drink, and are out of the way. The priest and the prophet have erred through strong drink. They are swallowed up of wine. They are out of the way through strong drink. They err in vision. They stumble in judgment. Is that a pretty picture? No. No. Like Job, when he said, I abhor myself, he understood how deceitful the heart is and how desperately wicked his own. He was not guilty of what they said he had done, no. But he realized who he was when he understood and saw God for who he was. We'll turn now to Proverbs chapter 31. Back up a little bit again. Proverbs 31. As I said, God had a plan. And it says in Proverbs 31 verse 4. Oh, I meant to say if Proverbs 20 verse 23 verse 29 through 33 shows that we have, an, uh, we have an adversary most often that's stronger than us. An opponent. The last time I got whipped and whipped bad, and it's just a regular street fight, I got out with the wrong person. He was no bigger than I was, but he was, he was number two in our county. As a street fighter. I didn't know that. But I found out. Cuts above and below my eyes. And I was no, I've never been happier to hear a police siren. <laughs> in my life. I was on the ground hearing somebody holler kicking. And um, I wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't because of alcohol. Not with me or the other man. But our address, we have... This, this alcohol is stronger than the most of most people. We think, oh, I can handle it. The world says just drink responsibly, but just drink. Get addicted, but try not to go too far with your addiction. The statistics we heard tell us that doesn't work too well. Um, here we see in Proverbs 31, verse number 4, it says... It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it's not for kings to drink wine, nor princes strong drink. And there's a, there's a, there's a why, there's a pourquoi. Um, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. All right. Are you in a position of authority today of any kind? Most of you, most of us who are married, we're, we're supposed to lead our home. Right. Amen. We're supposed to lead it according to the Word of God. But you know what can alter that? Alcohol. Sure. Alcohol can alter that. Um, uh, it's plainly said that it will alter what God doesn't uh, approve of. What God does approve of. And then... So if you're in a position of authority in any way, I met preachers in France who, who said outright they drank. 
found beer cans here and there in their home. Um, our heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. So as God banned alcoholic beverages for those who were in a responsible place of responsibility, a Christian, Christian kings, princes, and and then he gives two cases. Now there are other there are other mentions of alcohol beverages. I don't think anybody here is um, say they're the the young Timothy, which is told to drink no longer you know water or take a little wine uh, for your stomach's sake and your often infirmities. That was a Holy Ghost prescription for one person. And I don't know, alcoholic wine or not, I don't know which, I'm not going to argue the fact, but it was a prescription given by the Holy Spirit for one person. And a lot of people will say, well, Jesus turned water into wine. Non-alcoholic. Um, the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 15. And I will read that before we go any further. It says, Woe unto him that giveth his neighbor drink, that putteth thy bottle to him and maketh him drunken, also that mayest, that thou mayest look upon or look on their nakedness. There's always a purpose. If somebody offers you a drink of, of any alcoholic beverage, there's always a reason or a purpose. There's an intent in that person's heart that's not good toward you. The last two, two verses in Proverbs 31 will read, Give strong drink to him that is ready to perish. I don't think they had the drugs that we have today. That, they, that we today give to those who are perishing. And then this, this seventh verse is a little harder. And then wine unto those that be of heavy hearts. They're in bitterness. Their soul is in bitterness. But look at what it says. The Bible, the Bible is pretty clear. It says, let, let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery. How long? This was a drug that was going to be a lifelong until death drug. Okay? There's no doubt about that. It was a drug that would be a lifelong until death drug. There's a lot of, many people are on such drugs today, and it's not alcohol. All right. So if someone offers you a an alcoholic beverage. Young people run, flee. They're not at, they're not there for your good. They don't desire your good. They want you to be just as deceived as they are. They want you to be just as unwise as they are. Um, and they are and they don't know the end that hell has enlarged the mouth. And more and more people are going into hell because of drugs, alcoholic beverages. In Genesis chapter 19, verse 30 through 38, you know the story of Lot? 
You know the ending? Yes, sir. Yeah, you, you read the story, and you don't know what the, the, two, your, the two daughters picked up, his two daughters picked up as they left the house. I think the older one may have picked up some, some wine, some strong drink, because she sure didn't make it later on. Um, but see, our heart is deceitful above all things. What they feared... had nothing to do with eternity except bad what that that came out of it lots daughters gave strong drink to their father he drank was drunken didn't know what was going on and he came out the father of the the worst two enemies of Israel that are today and have been all because our heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Right. Only God's hold, only God's word, God's spirit, and um, hit the learning of his word and hiding his word in our heart will right. keep us from our hearts, deceiving us. Right. Pastor gave some Good thoughts. New Year's night, New Year's day. A lot of people didn't make it through the night because of alcohol. I mentioned the, the priest in France. I mentioned others, and but the last one I'll mention is my mother's dad. He died in a drunken stupor. He fell, broke his neck. We need to heed God's word. God had a plan. He gives us his plan. Yes, sir. Help us to heed what he says. I thank you. God help you. God help us all Amen. to give an answer to those who asked us an answer of why our faith is like it is. Father, we thank you and praise you. And Lord God of heaven, we just give you the honor and glory. And Lord, thankful that you saved us from our, our sins. You came to seek and to save that which is lost. You came to save us from our sins. Lord God, we thank you for that. The Bible says, and such were some of you. Yeah. Lord God, we thank you that you have saved us from our sins. You're taking us on toward heaven, and we'll give you the praise and honor one day forever and ever and ever. Glorified body in your presence, in Jesus' name, amen.